Hello, Colleen. Hello, Aaron. How are we doing today? I am doing really well. I just had lunch with a friend from college who I haven't seen in 12 years. Nice. How yeah, it was that? Cool. I know. It was just fun. And she turns out she lives in Dallas. I didn't know that because I'm not. Oh, on, maybe, um, maybe I know her. What's her name? You don't know her. It's a big city. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I don't want to say her name. She doesn't even know I have a podcast. What if she Googles herself and she finds her, oh, finds our man, transcript? The way that you looked at me and said, you don't know her. <laughs> Well, that's fun. A lot has changed in 12 years, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't have any way, like I'm not, you know, people my age keep in touch, I think on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. I think so. so I didn't, I was even like, I didn't even know where she lived. So that was a, that was kind of a fun afternoon diversion. Nice. And I assume she was in your town. You did not come to Dallas without telling me, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I took last week off from from planet scale which was super nice um and this week i'm back at it trying to get the final things tied up um to launch this course which i think is very good um but yeah doing doing all right i've been working so i do my my morning work sessions so i get out here into the shed at like 6 30 or so um and i've been spending those uh morning and night actually sessions on um the reporting interface now so for for us not for plain skill um and that's been going that's been going great i am actually really pleased with how it's turning out and i think i may take the filter implementation out of this reporting interface and make it the default um filter view in nova because it is so much more compact and it's so much prettier, honestly. Um, and it's so much simpler. So I'm feeling really good about how this is turning out. And I think we should have something, um, fake, but still clickable by, I would say Monday or Tuesday. Oh, that's great news. Yeah. I love you've shown me some mock-ups and I think it looks great. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be easy to communicate that because we'll be able to show them and say like, this is what you get. Don't imagine it in your app. Like this is exactly what you would get. Isn't this amazing? And they will say yes. And here's my money. So that's the goal at least. I love it. So while you were off, talk to me every day. And we had a lot of yes. deep, <laughs> deep thoughts as, <laughs> as one does. <laughs> yeah, I think there was one day, I don't remember which day it was, but we talked like, we talked on the actual phone instead of, you know, on Tuple or Whereby or something. Yep. And I think I was just driving around um, the rich neighborhood, looking at big houses, drinking a McDonald's soda, talking to you about how we're going to make this thing work. So <laughs> I do that. I do that sometimes. Sometimes I'll take the kids to get coffee in the morning. They don't drink it, but I do. And so we'll take them, I'll take them to get coffee to give Jennifer some time. And then on the way home, we'll cruise through the rich neighborhood and look at the big houses on the huge lots with the mature trees. And I'm like, yeah, one day, <laughs> one day, give it time, give it time. Yeah. So, so we-, we talked about a lot and I actually just published last week's episode today and it's a, I titled it something like, um, March or plans for March. And then in parentheses subject to change, because <laughs> I think after we got off last week's podcast, we might, have changed everything. We talked to our dear friend and advisor and had some realizations. So why don't you take over from there? That whole thing was so funny because that had not 
been my intention. So we were going to have that call because of like some C-Corp stuff. So we were going to talk like businessy mm-hmm. stuff. And he started asking us some really good questions. I think the most important one being, what does the business need? Like, how do you... Yeah. We're still not doing it. I mean, we're just not. No, not even close. And we spent a lot of time talking about what we're building and our markets and go to market. And I feel like, I mean, it was it was kind of crazy because it by the end of it, I kind of felt like we are seriously considering changing our strategy as co-founders and business owners. Yeah, it was helpful. Talking to him is always helpful. But this one was particularly particularly helpful because I think one thing that we realized, I think I said to you after we got off is that we're we're running separate businesses near each other, you and I. Yeah, yes. Like we're pretending it's this it's this one thing, and it's not. It's just simply not. It is not one thing. It is two things, and if you count the big client as a consulting thing, it's three things, and you're doing, you know, you're trying to do Rails product and Rails consulting, and I'm trying to do Laravel product, and we're just, we have this tenuous connection that it's the same product, but it's just simply not. And so... I think another thing, and we talked about this a little bit on the podcast last week, another thing we realized as we went through, like, you found some assessment. You love these assessments. Like, I do. Like, hey, here's, here's a questionnaire. Why don't we fill it out and talk I about do it love with them. each other? You love those things. I didn't realize that until just now. That is not the first one you've had me do. That's correct. <laughs> so you found this assessment. I think, was it a Jason Cohen thing? I think so. Or was it? I think it was. Yeah. And... You know, one of the questions, some of the questions were like, what are, what is Aaron good at? What is Aaron bad at? What is Colleen good at? What is Colleen bad at? And we both answered, you know, for ourselves and for each other and nailed it, by the way. I have a good read on you and you have a good read on me. Um, and turns out we're not good at the same things and we're not bad at the same things, which is great when you're co-founders, unless you're working on two separate businesses by yourself. <laughs> So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, trying to figure out what to do with that information, but it is good information to have. Yeah, I think it was good to come to the cuz cuz to your point, we've been telling ourselves this is the same product. But I mean, it's not it's not at all. It's two different code bases, two different languages, two different customer segments, two different prices, two different go-to-market strategies. Like we are so limited in our resources. We don't need to be running two different businesses. Like we need to aggressively focus in whatever direction we choose, but we need to be on the same team. And, you know, I, I think I really enjoyed that strength, you know, what what's Aaron good at? What What's Colleen good at thing? Um, I think I emailed that to you on like Saturday. I was like, fill this out. Before you I did. Talk to you on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I think you said, I don't know if you'll do this over the weekend, but here it is. And hey, at least I didn't did text you and tell you to do it. Right. That, that was boundaries. Been fine. Yeah. Well, it would have been fine. Um, But I think that was a really good exercise. So, after we had our call with our mentor, I think I said, our, our kind of like, I think we came out of that. And I said to you on the phone, because I was walking home, I remember this. I said, I don't care what I have to do. Like, I'm going to do whatever is necessary to make this business successful. And I want you, Aaron, to do whatever is necessary to make this business successful. But one of the things we had talked about was kind of switching roles where I become more of the product person and you become more of the sales person, marketing person. And at like this, you know, I was walking home, I was thinking that was true. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, the only way we succeed if we is if we lean into what we are already good at and what we already want to do. And Aaron obviously doesn't want to do 
any more marketing and sales than he has to. I think like my weakness is product, like vision, direction, and you're great at that. So however we align our efforts, like they have to be where we lean into our individual strengths, not this whole, Mm -hmm. oh, let's maybe switch roles stuff. Like that's not going to work. Yeah. 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 I found that. I found that really um, helpful and very encouraging that we have different things that we're good at and different things that we want to be doing. Like, I think that's the point of of having co-founders. Yeah, totally. And and I think like, as we discussed, um, I think that it's just, it's going to work out really well. But I think we have to lean into our strengths. It's one of the things, so I was listening to Bootstrap Web this morning, and Brian Castle, who's a Rails developer, zip message guy, said was talking about learning Rails, and he said his whole purpose for learning Rails was to launch a SaaS. So you have people, Mm -hmm. I'm like that. That's like me, right? Like, I want to learn all... When I wrote down what do I want to learn from this business, all of the businessy stuff, like marketing, sales, like landing pages, email automations, whatever... Whereas you, so he's he's talking about selling to developers in this segment, and he talks about like the developery developers that just want mm-hmm. to be in their perfect code, and that's more you, I think. Yeah, for sure. You have, I just think, awesome product like vision. I don't know what a better word is for that, but but and your ability to execute is really really good. You can execute on that really quickly, and so yeah, I think together, you know, some cheesy Marvel movie like quote here. But together, like, <laughs> if, we, if we align our efforts, like, it's really going to yeah. work. We just have to figure out how to align our efforts in the same direction, on the same product. Um, yeah, we just have to figure that out. And we can. Um, the good news is you have started to extricate yourself from the client. Yes. And so you're starting to gain back some of your time. And so we're starting to have at least you full-time thinking about this and doing full-time. It's actually, I'd be curious to hear how full-time it's been on product so far. But, you know, you've put people in place to get out um, of the client a little bit and be more of an advisor there. So now's the time. Like, I would be, um, I would not be thrilled if we had had you full time for this on six months and then had the realization like oh maybe we should work together (laughs) so (laughs) in terms of timing it's pretty good um but speaking of client extrication how's that been going this is you know the first week of of march so this is complicated overall it has been going really well good but i i now have a team of three people that work for me and One of the things I have noticed as I try to figure out how to manage these people is I have to be pretty involved. Like our product Mm. is changing quickly. We are trying to serve our client, which is our primary customer, but but make this so other customers can use it. And so when I first started managing this team, like we never had meetings. Like I was like, we don't need meetings. Mm -hmm. Meetings are terrible. I'm like anti-meeting because I used to work at a Fortune 500 company and we had meetings to have meetings to have meetings, right? And so I was like, we don't need that here. Developers hate meetings. We're not going to have any meetings. And that was a mistake. And so I'm going to introduce, I'm going to start introducing, like, I literally hate this term so much, but I'm going to say it, like weekly standups. Um, Oof. I know. I need a better name. Weekly sit downs. Yeah. Weekly high fives. Yep. I don't know. We're now going we to have- just, You know, we started this to get out of, get away from the man and you are the man now. I know. I know. Um, I just have found that not meeting doesn't work. And so we're going to do weekly team meetings. I'm doing one-on-ones more frequently as people request them. Um, so I don't know how that's going to go. I, I'm a little worried that's going to turn out to be a huge time suck. But also, if if these three individuals are the primary now, like their primary, although they're all focused on the same customer, 
That is our primary like development pipeline. That's our primary product pipeline. And I have to be really involved because I set the direction of the product. Um, I tell them what's important and what we need to prioritize. Do we need to prioritize, you know, rail seven, rail six, does it matter? Webpacker, ES build, whatever. And I need to be able to maintain whatever code they write. So I have to understand yes. every aspect of our code base. And so one, getting out of the client has going pretty well. Um, but I am now introducing this additional layer of time commitment in order to yeah. properly manage these people. But I think if I properly manage them, then I will. we will all be able to align in the same direction. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my guess is that it might be a little bit of an upfront cost to do these standups or whatever, but people will go off the rails less um, if you have these more frequent touch points. So it may feel like it's going to cost you time, but hopefully it prevents you from getting quagmired and it saves you time in the long run. I mean, that's yeah. the goal, right? Is you have a bunch of tiny course corrections instead of reaching the end and like, F, now we got to yep. we got to take a week and a half of Colleen's time to do this thing. Yep, I totally agree. I think it will be worth it. I think too, building a little camaraderie with a team will be good because they don't reach out to each other very much. So I am the bottleneck in that re those relationships. So I think also as we get to know each other better, you know, it won't everything won't have to be asked to me or come through me. And just like clarity of vision because we have what are almost competing priorities because we have the client yeah. who is has a lot of feature requests. They're finding a lot of little bugs. So how do you prioritize the, all of those versus, hey, we don't really have a business. Like we need to sell this to <laughs> other. I mean, we do have a business, but we need to sell this to other yeah, people. Whatever. So we have these priorities of, I've got it. We, we got to sell this to other people. And if all we do is custom development for one client, then we're a consultancy, right. not a product company. So it, it's a lot to, to balance and manage. And so, it, it, you know, I'm sure there will be many times where someone's like, well, which which one is more important? And that changes well, a lot. Yep. So we'll see how it plays out. But I um yeah, so good and bad, mostly good. I think it's going to be good in the long run because everyone will know what we're trying to do. It sounds mostly good. Um, Did you have more time to work on Hammerstone, the business, this week than you did the week before? No. No. But we're getting there. Okay. I'll ask you next week. Yeah. Ask me every week. Did we have our big chat this week or last week? That was last week, wasn't it? Mm, which, which big chat? Which big chat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Ask me again next week. Because you're right. The I'll goal ask, I'll is ask you again next week. more time on Hammerstone, the business. That is the goal. Okay. Um, speaking of product and why I love it and why you hate it. First, why I love it. You showed me this query yesterday and it had a bunch of joining tables and I realized, oh, there's a there's an optimization we can make here on behalf of the user. When they do this thing, we can intelligently stop them, you know, one joining table too soon and do this thing instead. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe we should start doing this. And you're like, yeah, that's not a priority right now. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> my, my inclination was like, oh, there's a problem and it's producing suboptimal SQL. Maybe, maybe we should, maybe we should fix this. You're like, don't do that. I, I forbid, I forbid you from doing that. I did say that. It's true. <laughs> so that looked amazing to me. And then I hear you're struggling with uh, CSS bundling. So oh, what man. the hell's going on there? That's everyone's worst nightmare. Uh, well, JavaScript is everyone's worst nightmare. <laughs> but what, what's the deal? 
I just think, okay, so you asked me if I had more time to work on Hammerstone the business. One thing I feel like I've been trying to do for three weeks on Hammerstone the business is I have a list of maybe 10 things that I can implement on the gem side that will make the gem better, easier to Mm -hmm. use, easier to install, add like the filter pills views, which are going to be really cool. And Mm -hmm. it was just one of those things where I was like, if I could just get like two or three hours, I know all of this, I can knock it out, right? So last night at eight o'clock, I was like, I'm just going to do it tonight. Because yesterday we got stuck in all that SQL query stuff, right? Because that was most Mm -hmm. of my day yesterday. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I was tired, right? It was eight o'clock at night. That's it's late for me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Imagine. I know, right? Dear listener, it was eight o'clock at night. Anyway. Goodness. Okay, please. Like, you don't go to bed Grandma. at 9.30. <laughs> Shush. I mean, um, yeah, I, I I do go to bed by 9.30 or 10. See? See? Yeah. 8 o'clock is late. Anyway, that defeats the purpose. So I am, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Like, uh, this is, this just needs to get done. I'm just going to get it done. And like, I was really excited. I get in there. I start knocking out these little issues. Man, and I get to this freaking CSS bundling issue. Mm. And it was just so frustrating like i just hit kind of a low not like super low but like kind of a low point where i was like man we have been working on this for like Mm. two years like the hell are we doing it was so frustrating how is this i feel like i mean how is this still an issue and the reasons it's an issue is because depending on what version of rails you use and what your asset pipeline is and whether you use webpacker es build or import maps like we change it like every version of Rails, by the way. I, just start I with- have observed that from the outside, and I think y'all are insane for your asset pipeline. It makes zero it's, sense to me. It just, like, I don't know. I don't know. So, context. I don't know much about JavaScript bundling in Rails. I just use whatever I'm supposed to use for the Rails version mm-hmm. that I'm in. But now, you know, we want our product to be able to work with Webpacker, ES Build. Oh, mm-hmm. old school, like, just import a style sheet like normal. And I just got stuck on this import because we have this build statement in our in our gem package.json that converts the Tailwind CSS to an index CSS. So if you are using Tailwind, you can import the raw Tailwind file. But if you're not, you Smart. don't have to install Tailwind, right? You yeah. can just use the index.css. But again, depending on which Rails version you're on and which whatever, how you import that CSS, whether you have Tailwind or not, changes. And it was just something that should have been so quick and like, oh, so frustrating. Um, man, and I was like, how are we still dealing with these issues? Yeah, just, that's super discouraging. It was. Like, it was discouraging. I was just like, oh my gosh, this, this feels like a problem we shouldn't be having anymore. And... Uh, you know, it just got me thinking about like where we are. And I feel like we're just, I don't even understand why it's taking so long. Like, I feel like we're moving so slowly. Like I've been telling our, you know, our founding customer um, who is incredibly patient that, you know, I told him I'd have it for him in December. It's March, mm. Aaron. Like, yeah, what, feel that is, in my bones. what is the, pro- like, I don't know. I'm like, am I getting in the way? Am I not working hard enough? I feel like it's am- not that you're not working hard enough. That's not the answer. I don't know. It's been really frustrating. Um, So on the plus side, because someone else is handling the majority of the client work, I actually have time to think about adding these Mm -hmm. 10, 15 things to the gem and making the gem better, which is really good. But on the negative side, I feel like a lot of the work for the gem outside of our primary client just hasn't, it hasn't been a priority because we haven't had time to prioritize it it. Yes. You've been working extremely hard, just not on that one particular thing. Yeah. 
And yeah. anyway, I just... And that one particular thing is the thing you want more than the thing you've been working hard on. Right. Like, That's exactly we correct. Want, we want the product business. You've been killing yourself doing client work. And so then when it comes time to pick up the product and it just punches you in the face, it's super discouraging. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it was like. I finally, I was excited because I was like, I finally yep, have time yep. where it's just me and the product, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have to worry about the client or whatever. And it was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to do these improvements. It's going to be so great. I'm going to be shipping it by Friday. Literally, tomorrow is Friday. And I, I thought I would, it would be done tomorrow. Like, I was like, I'm going to be done tomorrow. <sighs> so anyway, that was discouraging. Yeah. That is discouraging. I uh, I validate your discouragement. That sucks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank that's you. like that's Appreciate like that. wine and chocolate discouragement. Like, well, f this. I'm gonna go watch TV and have a glass of wine. Yep, feel that. That sucks. Yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. I find I find those little see what what's so frustrating beyond what we talked about with about those types of issues is that they're ancillary, right? It's not even it's not even like you're you're deep in the weeds of Errol or Arl or whatever y'all call it, like fighting some gnarly bug. It's totally ancillary to the product. It's like, I have the style sheet. I just need to bundle it. This is not an interesting or valuable problem. problem. Like this, this is, this is garbage work. And I find, I find that that's really frustrating for me, particularly on packaging and bundling JavaScript um, packages. Because it's like, the thing worked. Like, I'm looking at it. It's working on my computer. Now I have to figure out the magic incantation to get it to NPM with, you know, type module or whatever so that people can install it and it works. Um, and I find that just extremely discouraging. The way that I the way that I worked around that NPM thing was I did it once and was like, I'm never doing that again. And so then I spent, you know, six hours writing a script to where we could tag it on GitHub and it would publish to NPM. Cause I was like, one, I'm never going to remember how to do this. And two, I never want to look at this again in my life. <laughs> so I feel that those, those problems that don't add value that just suck your soul. Those are, those are the worst ones. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Like it's a problem that doesn't add value. <laughs> yeah. And so Ugh, it was frustrating. Yeah. And that was that was maybe even on International Women's Day when that happened. The nerve. I know, right? It totally was. Like today's my day. That's the nerve. Man, sorry to hear that. Um well I hope you get the CSS thing sorted um once and for all and you can put that behind you and take that energy into actually doing product stuff. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean I'm sure I will. It was just like, ugh, this is supposed to be easy. Why is this hard? So yeah. yep. Gotta figure that out today. Well, beyond, uh, or I guess on that encouraging note, do we have anything else? Yes. So in our plan to align our vision, we have to figure out what that vision is going to be. Big time. So one of my favorite founder videos, like YouTube videos, is Michael Siebel from um, Y Combinator. And he says, Mm -hmm. what sets apart the top 10% of founders? Okay. And love it. Highly recommend it. It's only like seven minutes long. And one of the things he talks about is he said, you know, relentless execution. But he says what will happen is people will come to his office hours and he has them every two weeks, I guess. And they'll say they want to do something. And then two weeks later, 10% of those people will come back and said they did the thing and they learned something. Whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do doesn't mm. matter. And then everyone else comes in with a whole bunch of excuses mm. of why they couldn't do the thing. And I've been thinking about that a lot. 
because I tend to get in a cycle in my, man, starting a business, you learn so much about yourself. Mm -hmm. I tend to get in this cycle where there's something I need to do. I don't know how to do the thing. So I read three books about how to do the thing. Yeah, you do. I do (laughs) a lot of books. And then eventually I'll try to do the thing. So I'm trying to shorten that cycle. And I think for us to help us align on direction, I really, we, I really need to hit those customer interviews. Yep. And so it's interesting because I told you, I was like, I'm going to try to do 10 customer interviews in March. And I'm gone the last week of March. So that's like in the next 14 days. And I made a list of people to reach out to. And I have a great network, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. But I'm also hesitant to draw on that network if I am not prepared. Mm. So I found myself even today being like, oh, I shouldn't reach out to this person because he's really Mm. busy and I don't really know what I'm doing. And so that's not going to work. I'm just going to have to do it. And if I embarrass myself in front of a pseudo friend, then life goes on. Life goes on. Yeah. Like, I, I was hesitant. I was like, I, I literally, like today, I was like, well, I shouldn't um, I shouldn't reach out and schedule until I have my list of questions. I was like, no, 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 no. I can schedule no, no. them and make, then I'll really yeah. be incentivized to finish my yeah. list of questions. If I know you, you'll have your list of questions. You can go ahead right? and schedule. You're not going to show up empty handed. Yeah. So it's interesting because I've been wanting to do this. I've talked about this before and... One of the things people like like us, people who are new to the startup game, we do like five customer interviews and we're real proud of ourselves. Oh, yeah. And I had um, Nadia, the founder of Storygraph, which is going to be a multi-million dollar company if it's not already, on the Software Social podcast. Mm-hmm. Before she launched Storygraph, she did hundreds of customer interviews. Like wrap your brain around that. Hundreds? Hundreds. And so we just, we need to think, I don't know, we just have to think like that. Like, I'm not saying we have to do We're, we're thinking small boy stuff. That's right. the problem. That's <laughs> yes, the problem. That's right. <laughs> so, gotta get out of this indie hacker mindset. Yeah, but seriously, you gotta get out of the indie hacker mindset. Like, in the real business yeah. mindset. And yeah, so, for real. my first inclination was there's no way I can do 10 interviews in, in 10 days. Like, that's insane. And it still might not happen because people might not be available. But I was yeah. like, I can certainly try. I can certainly try. So... And and this, of course, is in the spirit of us figuring out what our new direction is and aligning behind that new direction. Right. And so we we need to. I mean, we have to talk to people. And and like I said with the the Michael Siebel video, one of the things he talks about is like even if they did the wrong thing, the people who win in the end are the people who say they're going to do something because they think it's the right thing. They do the thing and they learn right. something. It doesn't even have to be the right thing they did. They just have to continue to execute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I could see. I could see, um, I could see some of that in myself too. Like, well, I can't do it yet because it's not. I'm not like it's not quite right. I yeah. see that a lot in myself, especially with uh, um, wanting to do sales motions. Like, ah, it's not, it's not quite right yet. But yeah, I think at this point, any motion is better than no motion. And here's the other thing, Colleen. People like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You, you gotta, you gotta remember. Everyone loves Colleen. So if you reach out and you're like, hey. Can I talk to you about this thing? I think you're going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, and these are all like warm intros, like people I know where I've met at conferences. Like I have like maybe yeah. 15 people on my list. So I, I hopefully will get 10 of them to say yes. And hopefully we'll learn something, you know, in about oh, three I'm weeks. I'm sure that we will. We I don't will know what something. it will be, but we will learn something. Yeah. So that's my um, verbal commitment on the internets on our podcast to do that. Deal. Well, if you want to be top 10%, tune in Hell next yeah. week and we'll... Uh, <laughs> tell you that we've done all of this thing these things all right well anything else nope that's all i got all right we'll wrap it there